1: Release prophetic words and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow.
0: Thanks again for joining our conversation.
1: Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast.
0: My name is Pastor Ken Henderson, and this is...
1: Lisa Henderson.
0: And we are the pastors of the Salt Life Church on Merritt Island, Florida. We just want to talk to you today about some things that we find interesting in the Bible. Right now, we're reading through the Bible, and actually the reading for today is where we're going to be taking Great. our our uh, message from. And we want to talk about things that are going on in the world today. And I was able to share with my church Sunday about conspiracy theories. And and then it was was amazing when we got to Isaiah chapter 8, it actually started talking about, and it actually uses the word conspiracy. So we're going to be reading some of that. And I just want to encourage you today not to give up on the words that God has spoken. I think that one of the biggest things that Satan has always done, he did it with Adam back in the garden. He said, did God really Really say? And he did it again with actually John the Baptist. If you think about it, Pastor Rick was here Sunday, and he mentioned that too. After he had said, this is the Christ, you are the one, and he baptized him. Then later on, he became discouraged because he didn't see what he wanted to see in the time frame that he did. So really, when you look at how God works, He works in what some people would consider conspiracies. And we're going to talk about that today, and we really want to see what the Word of God has to tell us concerning conspiracies. So we're going to jump into Isaiah chapter 8 whenever you're ready. Do you have anything you'd like to share before we do?
1: Uh, No, I just, uh, if you joined us on our last program, we talked uh, largely about standing on the prophetic words that God has given you um, and holding fast that even when um, they haven't come to pass in the amount of time that we think they should, you just mentioned that, that we can still stand on those unless the time frame is is like way, 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 way past. But I know uh, in a lot of the prophetic words that we've heard, some of the prophetic words that were given, um didn't come to pass for years later um just citing kim clement for instance some of the words that he has given that we're seeing come to pass right now he gave back in 2008 and 2010 And having the prophetic gift myself, um, a lot of times when I give a word, um, I often think that, you know, this word is for tomorrow or, you know, next week, when in actuality sometimes it doesn't take place for months uh, or even years because God doesn't work on the time frame we do.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important because a lot of times what we try to do is figure out what God meant and what he's saying And when it would apply, and here's the thing that that we really need to understand, God moves in His time. The Bible says this, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. It wasn't before. There was a perfect timing that God has, and there's always a perfect timing that God has. And when, when He speaks, you really know that it's Him who's speaking. And oftentimes, keep in mind that God is the God of the miraculous. He's not going to do something that, that man can do. And here's what we try to do. We try and fit God's word into man's ability. And when we're looking at man's ability and man's time frames and those kind of things, it really doesn't fit really the mold of what god is doing because when you see this you you can understand that jesus even when he was talking to peter and the disciples and he was saying you know i'm going to go i'm going to be crucified and i'm going to be dead and buried and raised again they really got into a situation where uh, they didn't believe really what was being told to them because it was a it hadn't been done this way before. Right. And you know, and I go back to Noah when he was on the on the planet and he was building the ark. It really hadn't been done before. Nobody had ever seen rain and he was talking about this massive rain that was coming. And it was a great conspiracy in the sense that nobody had ever seen anything like this. I want you not to lose sight of the fact that we're in a spiritual war. Yeah. We are really in a battle of good and evil, and we cannot lose focus on this. And one of the things that that, that that you really need to understand is God is always trying to bring light, and Satan is always trying to bring darkness. He's trying to hide us. He's trying to veil things. And so we're seeing a lot of things that are being veiled right now. Frankly, I believe that we are seeing a show that is being put on by the, the Biden administration, if you will, when it's it's amazing to me because uh, I saw a picture from yesterday of Joe Biden getting out of a, heli- a helicopter. And what, what day is this? Is it, Today is the 28th when we're actually recording this. And on the tw- 27th, he was getting out of a helicopter. It was not Marine One. He does not have Air Force One. There are things that are going on, and we have to be careful that we continue to listen to the Word of God. Now, what has happened is a lot of people who are prophets or or, or really trying to save their ministry as such have come forth, and they don't really have confidence in the words that they have spoken themselves, and because of that— And because it has not worked out the way that they wanted it to work out, they are suddenly speaking and and apologizing. But God is not subject to us. Our job is always to believe God, believe his word regardless of how it looks, even though it may seem impossible or it may seem too late. When Jesus died, it seemed too late. But three days later, you know he came back to life, and he was seen by more than five hundred people. And it's one of those provable instances. When Lazarus died, he was dead for four days, and Jesus came and spoke. For many, even Lazarus' sister said, "It's too late. Right. And it I, cannot be there."
1: If I want to interject there, because we mentioned this last time, that that when the disciples came to Jesus and said, "Hey, we have word that um, your, that your friend Lazarus is sick." Um, and Jesus said, It's okay. It's not going to end in death. Now, by the time Jesus got to Lazarus, he was dead and had been dead for four days. Now, that looked like Jesus missed it because Lazarus died. But you have to pay attention to what he said. He said, This will not end in death. He didn't say he wouldn't die. He just said it's not going to end there because Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the dead. So we have to stand fast on the words God has given us. And that means even, you know, if we do miss it, it's completely appropriate to apologize. Um, and say, hey, I missed it, um, because we want to continue to have credibility with the people. Right now, a lot of people are confused with the prophetic. I personally believe that we're moving into an age where the gifts of prophecy have got to be, you've talked about this Sunday, even more specific. It can't be random. It's going to have to be very, very specific. And I believe God's calling his prophets up to that level where we're stepping out and giving such specific words. And it's going to be scary, especially after the season that we've just walked through.
0: One of the things that the Bible talks about is that before the end would come, that the spirit of Elijah would come again and be speaking. And one of the things that we see when Elijah was on Mount Carmel, he spoke against the political system of that day. And many people did not want to receive the word that he had. And as a matter of fact, there was a confrontation and a showdown of good and evil. And here's one of the things I want you to see is when this comes to pass, which I believe God's word is going to come to pass, I want to encourage you. And I don't care if I lose what some would consider my ministry over this. I believe God has spoken, and I am going to stand on the Word of God, no matter if it makes me popular or if you write me hate mail or if you shut us off. It really doesn't matter. I have to believe God's Word for what he said because initially that's what, what uh, Satan said to Adam. Did God really say? And our job is always to believe God And Satan's job is always to discourage us from believing the Word of God through circumstances or whatever he can do to try and dissuade and try and discourage the people of God. But what happens when God's Word comes to pass is that revival will follow the passing of God's Word because people will say, wow! just like with Elijah, when the fire fell, then suddenly they said, He is the Lord God. He is in control of the situation. The fire has fallen, and it's something that we can attach ourselves to because now we know that He is the Lord. So I'm looking for God to show up and show off and do it in such a fashion that it changes the world and changes the mind of the people and actually turns the hearts of the people, even the church world, back to the Lord and says that he can we can trust him. I want to read out of Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 11 and 12, if you'll help us with that. And this
1: goes right along with what you're saying about standing firm. In Isaiah 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 11 says, The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what frightens them.
0: I think that's a really important verse when you see this. Don't call everything a conspiracy don't think like everybody else does. It's easy to fall into the trap of what the crowd is thinking. Yes. It is really easy for us to say, oh, you're just a bunch of, and there are people out there that say, oh, that's just a bunch of conspiracy theories. There's just a bunch. And the Bible says, do not call everything a conspiracy like they do. And do not live in dread of what frightens them. What frightens them, folks, is honestly, if God's word comes to pass, it will delay Satan's uh, his, his plans, and his progress will be delayed for a series of times. But the Bible goes on to say, "Make the Lord of Heaven's army holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one." You should, uh, who should make you tremble. tremble. He will keep you safe. and These things are, are so important to us. He will be a stone that makes people stumble. Yeah. And I think when God does things, he's going to make people stumble, he's going to make people fall, and it'll be like a trap to them. The Bible says in, in verse 15, many will stumble and fall and never rise again. They will be snared and captured. Preserve the teaching of God and trust his instructions and those who follow me. What's he talking about? He's talking about the prophets who are talking and speaking for God in this time when it would be convenient for us to just say, well, you know, this is not going to happen.
1: Well, especially right now, there's there's a few prophets that are still standing on the word. Uh, when I say the word, not the word of God, but the word that was was given to them, the prophetic word, and saying that Trump will indeed serve a second term as president. Now, this right now especially is not popular because people are saying, oh, that's conspiracy theory, um, and they cannot possibly be right. So how is it that they're continuing to talk about that and um, say, stand on that word? So it's not a popular thing what what you're talking about to step out there and say that this is still going to happen when it while it does actually seem impossible right now and it does seem like oh you're just buying into the conspiracy theories one of satan's greatest tools has always been that we do not believe the evil that he's up to that we discount, oh, yeah, he's an actual being. There's a lot of Christians even that believe that Satan is real, but they don't believe that he actually is involved in their life or that he actually has a plan and an agenda and that he's at work behind the scenes. And I'm telling you, friend, this is, as, as Pastor Ken said in the beginning, this is an actual spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is going on. This is a spiritual war between good and and evil, and there is a war raging over our nation and over the church. And not only is the enemy real, but he is very much at work. He has an agenda to bring down our nation, to bring down the church. What we have to understand, our God is greater. There, It has never been an equal match. Satan and God have never been an equal match.
0: Yeah, you know, this is a, a particular scripture that the Lord just called to my attention, and I just want to bring it to you because, you know, in the book of Jude, which is the next to the last Bible last uh, book in the Bible, uh, it says, Beloved, when I was very diligent to write of you the common salvation, I found it necessary to exhort to you to contend earnestly for the faith and the word that was once delivered to you. And it's time for us to actually stand up and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. His word can be trusted. He, The Bible says he does nothing that he doesn't first inform his prophets of And so now we're to the stage where we have to contend for that word. And I think it's very important that we come back to the word of God. And then, then we do what it says in verse 17. You want to pick that up in verse 17 for us?
1: Yes, it says, I will wait for the Lord who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my hope in him.
0: Hey, you know, that's exactly what we have to do is, first of all, wait on the Lord. They who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint so our job is to wait patiently for the Lord to fulfill what he has promised us that he would fulfill. Second thing is put on the whole armor of God. We're in a war and it's time that we really got the helmet of salvation and purified our minds to the point that we look at the word of God and we have faith in what he has spoken and not give in to the the whims of, of society and to the devil who is trying his best to just, and and society is trying to tear down the Christian faith. One of the things that Donald Trump said, uh, and one of my pastor friends that I know personally uh, was in the meeting, he said, they're not after me. They're after you. They're after the Christians. They're after the church. And if you look at what's really going on right now, you can see the warfare that is going on in this country. Make no mistake that, about it.
1: That actually then goes with the, the vision that I had. I didn't know he had said that, but I had an open vision of, of Donald Trump when he was president standing. It was like he was standing on the steps of... Um, a church house and then it transformed and he was in front of the White House and he was surrounded by, in the spirit realm, uh, he was surrounded in the physical realm by some men of God. Um, I did not know them personally, but I knew in the spirit that they were mighty men of God. And there were snakes coming from every direction, slithering all over the place, all over D.C. and up the steps of the White House. And these men of God began to pull out swords and just whack the heads off of these snakes. And uh, These men were surrounding um, Donald Trump. And then arrows started to fly from out of the sky, and they were, you know, coming in fast, and there was a dragon that was flying over, and these arrows were coming in. And these men surrounded Donald Trump, and they held up, if you've ever seen the movie 300, they held up these shields and that, that protected them, and he knelt down, and they circled around, and he knelt down in the, the center of them, and they held up these shields that protected him from these arrows, and I knew in my spirit that he was standing between the church and the new agenda of shutting down the church and taking our religious freedom but some men of God, some prayer warriors and some actual men of God surrounded him and lifted up the shield of faith and the arrows hit the shield of faith and protected him as he knelt down so I believe that we're actually now seeing that um, even come to pass even more even as he's not currently in um, the office
0: yeah and not being in the nobody's in the White House right now. So I want to point that out to you. Our hope is not in the political system. At I all. want to go back and I want to read this, this last line. I will put my hope in, in him. him. Would you pick up verse 18 sure. for us, please?
1: I and the children the Lord has given me serve as signs and warnings to Israel from the Lord of heaven's armies who dwells in his temple on Mount Zion. N-
0: I think that that is incredible. We serve as signs, and and Israel is a nation. Don't get me wrong. That is absolutely correct. And you know what? I think part of the things that that could be coming to pass is right now it appears that Israel is standing unprotected because Donald J. Trump— had done so much and had stood so much with Israel, they appear to be unprotected. But we are standing as a sign to the nation of Israel, and not only to the nation of Israel, but also to the Lord of heaven's armies who dwells in the temple of Mount Zion, the church. We're a sign to God, we're a sign to Israel, and we're a sign to the church. And I think it's very interesting that we need to stand in faith in this time frame. No matter what it looks like, no matter what you see on television, there are many things that are being manipulated, and they're absolutely false, but they are being manipulated. And so there's a lot of people right now who are running, trying to figure out what's really going on, because there is much there's much ado about nothing, it would seem, if Donald Trump is truly out of office, why would they truly be continuing to try and impeach him? Makes absolutely no one, no no sense. So what they're saying in verse 19, someone may say to you, let's ask the mediums right. and those who consult the spirits of the dead with their whisperings and mutterings. They will tell us what to do, but you shouldn't. But shouldn't people of God ask for his guidance? Shouldn't they check and seek, not from the dead, but from the living? god so we need to see that this is very important to us right now we have to continue to seek god and here's what verse 20 says look to god for instructions and teachings Teachings. people who contradict his word are completely in the dark and those who have walked away and those who have apologized they don't realize really what they've set up And and I'm I'm not against anybody. I'm trying not to judge those people. However, I am concerned when the the church world, those who have claimed to be prophets, and there's a difference in those who have had a prophetic gift and the office of a prophet. And so we want to make sure that we don't fall into the category of people who contradict the word of God and live completely In the dark. So verse 21 and 22 says this
1: They will go from one place to another, weary and hungry, and because they are hungry, they will rage and curse their king and their God. They will look up to heaven and down at the earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown out into darkness.
0: So the people who do not put their faith and their hope, In God and God's Word right now, we're absolutely going to be thrown out into darkness. You know, this reminds me, and and Prophet Rick said this Sunday when he was here, and he talked about the story that's found in 1 Kings chapter 1. Now, you have to understand King David is aged at this point. He is getting ready to, you know, hand the kingdom off. He has promised... The kingdom will go to his son Solomon, but King David had yet another son.
1: Right, and it was Adonijah.
0: And Adonijah wanted to set himself up. And and, in verse 5 it says, About that time David's son Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting. He said, I will make myself king. So he provided himself with chariots and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. As though he was king. Right. He was putting on the show that he was king. It was not the true
1: king. Right. Now, at this time, he did not even invite Nathan the prophet, okay. which was a prophet for um, his father, King David, mm-hmm. nor did he invite the king's bodyguard guard, or even his brother Solomon. Of course, he didn't want Solomon there because if you read the scripture, the kingdom was supposed to be passed down to Solomon. Mm-hmm. So Nathan got word to Bathsheba. That there was a coup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nathan goes to Bathsheba, which is Solomon's mother, and says, "Hey, there's a coup going on, and your son Solomon is supposed Solomon is supposed to be the next king, but Adonijah has set himself up as king." So you can read the story for yourself. But long story short, is Bathsheba goes in to David said, "Hey, I thought my son and your son Solomon was supposed to be king. What's going on?" And so David puts uh, says, "Hey, get my horse." get my bodyguard, and take my son Solomon down to where Adonijah is celebrating on my horse as the king.
0: Yeah, and in verse 29, and it says, and and David repeated his vow, as surely as the Lord lives, who has rescued me from danger, your son Solomon, he's talking to to actually uh, Bathsheba at this point, will be the next king.
1: Right. And so we actually saw a brief time of where... There were two kings.
0: Hmm.
1: So almost like we have two presidents.
0: That is is consistent with both uh, Kim Clement has said that, and then Robin Bullock has also prophesied that there would be a season of what appears to be two presidents in the White House. And I was amazed after listening yesterday to uh, Kim Clement in 2010. I reviewed one of his prophecies, and he was talking about that there would be a traitor in the White House, that would would absolutely uh, people would be dependent on, and it reminded me of this of, of of Judas. Yes, because you have to be in a in order for you to betray somebody, you, you have to, have be, to be in the inner circle and look like you belong. And Judas always was with Jesus, and it looked as though he was part of that crowd. And then all of a sudden, it was he who betrayed him. Hey friends, we're 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 out of time. But we want to encourage you to remain faithful. We want to encourage patriots and Christians alike. God's word is true, and it's going to prove out, and you will know that he is the Lord, and he is God and God alone. And so we want to encourage you. We want to thank you for coming out and listening to us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless you and keep you.
1: Yes, we want encourage you, again, just to have hope. Uh, join us for our next program. We'll talk some more about some prophetic words that we feel like have been coming to us during this time, and actually some of them uh, came to us all the way back in 2011, but we're seeing actually them come to play right now. We also want to um, just remind you that we have a place, if you're enjoying this program, that you can give and support um, our efforts at staying on the air. Uh, right now there is censorship going on, and so we're not uh, supported by any uh, place that can censor us. We are independent, but we would like your help. So we have a place that you can give to our ministry. It is a tax-deductible donation for you if you want to give to Cornerstone Global Ministries, and we'll include a place at the bottom of the screen where you can do just that. Again, thank you so much for joining us today on Wisdom from Above. God bless you. Join us again.
0: See us on CGM Network. God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L E S A, and at Ken Henderson. Or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.